welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast Series. This is your host, West. These podcasts will help you transform your financial mindset by helping you to identify and eliminate all the subconscious blockages and poor conditioned beliefs related to money that are holding you back from making the money you know you're worth. It's made a huge difference to our income levels and we want to share exactly how we did it with you. Be sure to listen to all the podcasts so you don't miss anything important. Let's get straight into it. Welcome, folks. My name is Wes, and I want to thank you for joining me uh, on this call. Today, I've got with me the legendary Jason Urbanowicz. So I hope I pronounced that correctly. How are you going, Jason? Mate, fantastic, Wes, and uh, thanks for having me in today. It's, it's, a, no, it's a pleasure. Uh, what I want to speak to you today about, being the first call of the Money Mindset program, uh, I know you've had some done some work with Paul and uh, you, you, you're doing a whole heap of really good stuff in the area, but why don't you tell us a bit about your background so we have an idea of who you are and where you've come from. Okay, so, um, like, so uh, mate, if I start back in high school days, yeah. or school days, um, quick overview of that, uh, basically growing up um, from a young age through to high school, mate, school definitely wasn't... Uh, uh, my forte in terms of academic uh, achievements, so it was much, much more geared towards the sport. And not that uh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't think I was intelligent at school. Um, it just wasn't my thing at that particular time. So, uh, in terms of school, I didn't do anywhere near as good as I, I could have if I applied myself back then. Um, I really didn't understand why that was then, but uh, you know, um, that's the way it was. Uh, from leaving school, I um, I did what I thought I would be suited at, and. Uh, I got offered an apprenticeship, so I guess I, I thought back then, well, you know, that's as good as I'm going to get, so I might as well take that, uh, take that opportunity. And so, once again, that basically fitted with where I thought, I, what I could do with my life, and it was a wood hmm. machinist apprenticeship. I had no desire to do wood machining apprenticeship, okay. but I decided to do it anyway, um, like I said, because I thought that's all I'd be able to, uh, to achieve in my life at that point. Um, did that apprenticeship and uh, not long after that realised that the money was just terrible <laughs> and that you got to work your bum off just to... Um, Sounds like hard work, mate. Really hard you know, work. It was hard work. It was dusty work, sawdust. It was, it was, mate, it was shocking. And, you know, like your first year apprenticeship, you get 140 bucks um, a week, which I thought was, you know, not bad <laughs> for going for no money uh, until I found out what some other friends were on. And, uh, you know, so I really didn't see a big future in that and uh, you know was quick to leave long long after and got into security after that so um, did the next thing that I thought I was um, <laughs> fitted in life and because I was a reasonably big guy from my age at that time got into security and uh, that that was really um, trouble waiting to happen for someone like myself back then <laughs> um, I was known to have a temper back then at that particular time and uh, mate, it ended me up in a whole lot of trouble and basically to the point where and I was always looking at doing two years of jail time. Jeez. That's, um, that happened. And I dragged through a court case that went on for two years. And, you know, when you've got that hanging over your head, um, that you don't know if you're going to go to jail or not mm. for a period of time, it, it really makes you... It's be very distressing. And uh, so, yeah, so it makes you stop and think, or, you know, really what, where you are and what you're um, going to do with life. So, so. Was, that, was that the turning point for you, Jason, or...? 
Well, you think it would be, wouldn't you? Bruce? But um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I basically got off that. I got off going to jail. I, I mean, I spent a week locked up, and that was enough for me for for um, for a long time. Um, basically, moved down to Melbourne, and uh, I knew I had to do something, and started started dabbling with getting into my own business, uh, go car detailing business. Uh, started that up. Once again, uh, you know, in that period down there, I, I just found myself in high for trouble. Once again, I was, I was hanging around, and I got involved. I'm not involved with, but I, I, funny enough, you know, when you don't make change at a deeper level, the first people person that I kind of met there was a head of a, um, a biker organisation, <laughs> and uh, you know, fantastic guy. You're and, surrounding yourself with all the best people, Jason, at this point in your life. Absolutely, and you know, funny enough, the, the, the particular guy I'm talking about is a fantastic individual. Yes. Helped me a lot when I was down there. It wasn't so much because, uh, you know, once again reflecting uh, my mindset about where I fitted in society. And I really found myself in amongst a scene that I just knew that I, I didn't need to be there, um, but ended up there. So for anyone who's listening, I'm, I'm sure I can relate in terms of, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was on a suspended sentence at that time for, a, for a two years. So if I actually got in trouble in that period, I was going to have to serve out... Um, that uh, the, the the jail term that would have been awarded. So Gee. you know, like you said, did I was it the turning point? No, I had to learn a few more hard ones <laughs> um, before I snapped out of it. So um, lucky enough, nothing happened. Um, but I really, I, I decided that I needed to leave Melbourne, come back to Brisbane, and uh, uh, got involved in a gym with a mate of mine. And that that was one of your passions for the next few years, was it, Jason? Yeah, it was. It was um, one of my passions, and, and basically, um, it was two of us. We uh, we started up having no idea about business whatsoever, either of us, and that uh, that was quite stressful and put a lot of stress on the relationship. And uh, mate, um, learned a lot out of that process uh, about myself and about taking responsibility for your life and your actions. Because um, at the time, I wanted to blame him. Mm. <laughs> Uh, for it not working or going going to plan, um, we realised that that was a, a waste of time. And I guess I spent the next two or three years really soul searching and and, and and put myself in a lot of stress. And real relationships weren't as good as they could be, especially with myself. Um, the health wasn't as good as it could be. And uh, basically, after enough of, of that, I decided that I needed to start looking into um, you know changing my mm. life and mindset. Because I I saw um, your photo uh, in one of. Paul Blackburn seminars and for those of you who don't know who Paul Blackburn is he's a guy who's affected many people uh, for the positive and has a great great understanding of how the mind works and how to, how, to, how to really you know break through any any personal limitations that you set for yourself but in one of his seminars um, there's a little there's a little uh, story about Jason and there's this big photo of Jason he, he's big but he's not uh, he's not muscular big he's actually pretty chubby and um, he, he's come on a huge journey since then and why don't you tell us about that journey Jason yeah well it was it, you know it was it was basically I guess uh, you know I said like I, growing up I'd always been fit always been active in the sport so you know, um, when I was going through the stress and I was really out of balance in my life I really was confused and didn't know where I was heading um, uh, I guess the one thing I did was you know I, I would eat and because, you know, drugs and alcohol wasn't really my thing, although I had tried them, um, it wasn't really my thing. So, you know, so uh, eating, I guess, was a comfort. And, uh, mm. you know, I, 
you know, I really, I'm, I'm still to this day amazed when I look back at how much I did uh, eat and, you know, <laughs> I used to tell people it was just bulking up. <laughs> uh, and, you know, until I had a couple of good friends say, mate, I think, I think the bulking up phase is probably well and really done. <laughs> you know, what are you really going um, to do about it? And, 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 you know, they're the kind of friends that I would suggest anybody needs to be around. Yeah. They, were, they were compassionate enough, but uh, strong enough to, to really... Um, to hit me with it and be honest and say how it was. Definitely, I, I call them. Uh, I call them unreasonable friends, Jason. They're, yeah. they're your friends, but they're unreasonably so. Yeah, and they were willing to hold me to, to who I really was, rather than uh, let me go by the wayside. So um, that, that was a real big turning point. You know, when they confronted me and uh, you know said, "Hey," and I didn't want to hear it at the start. I didn't want to listen. You know, and uh, it eventually sunk in. So. Yeah, so, uh, you know, at that point I thought, well, yeah, I better do something about it and what I knew how to do, um, I, I guess, better than um, a lot of people, but had forgotten it, funny enough, and got a lot of track with it was to get into shape. So, you know, I, I decided to, hey, you know, get into shape and start heading back towards where I needed to be. So you went, you went the full extreme then, didn't you, Jason? You, you went um, to the elite level <laughs> fitness, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know... Um, hence the personality, mate. I, um, you know, went uh, went to uh, extreme, like Wes says, and uh, decided to um, yeah, enter a bodybuilding comp. Why? Because there's a date, um, yep. you know, date on that. So I had a date to head towards. I surrounded myself with some of the best guys I could find in terms of um, in that field, which is another thing that I always recommend: is always model the best, don't model me uh, middle of the road because that's where you'll end up. And so I found these guys and uh, mate, just surrounded myself with them and, you know, it was really the first step in getting, um, I guess, my confidence back and also feeling uh, mentally good as well about myself and self-esteem and, yeah, I ended up, ended up going through and winning, uh, winning the tournament as Australia, so that was... Um, That's amazing. That was a great achievement. That's amazing. Um, funny enough, but, you know, I remember getting home and still feeling empty and, uh, you know, what I mean by that is that the 30 seconds of glory that I got the stage was pretty much over and I, I realised when I got home I was still the same guy mm. <laughs> um, but I had a plastic trophy and um, you know that's when I, I you know, understood that it wasn't really, really getting in shape that was the big deal was who it took to get in shape um, was that was the special bit and then I'd really learned a lot about myself absolutely I'm going to get up at 5 in the morning in, uh, in Mel- Melbourne's winter anyone can do it in Brisbane um, <laughs> but in Melbourne getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and doing an hour of life riding and you know not going out and eating when you're you know, partying, that, those are things that really have stuck with me in other areas of my life. Definitely, and I, I can vouch for how difficult this is because um, I'm actually a, an exercise physiologist uh, as part of my training, um, my academic training anyway, and, and I know that bodybuilders need probably the, the highest discipline uh, and the highest focus to be able to peak at the, at the right date. Um, and, and it just takes an incredible, incredible amount of dedication and effort. So to, to win that title, I think it is, is amazing, especially compared to the, um, the photo that I saw. And uh, I might even hit you up for some photos, Jason, so I can post this um, for, the, for the listeners out there just to see how big the difference. Do you have any, have any good photos that you could share with us? Oh yeah, I do. I'd be happy to happy to send them. Sweet, sweet. So yeah. taking taking the um, the mindset that you had now for um, getting into ultimate peak, you know, physical condition. I understand you you, you started to grow um, financially and, and you started to take a, a change and, and and create exponential growth in in your business life. And tell us about that. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess um, it was a few years after after winning the tournament that I uh, I started realising that um, I used to always jokingly say, "Geez, if I can, if only I could put this in other areas of my life." And uh, but never actually would think about it. I just thought, imagine if you do that. Which the obvious answer was, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my limitations, like I said, um, thinking that I wasn't smart enough to make money was the block. So. Um, I thought, hey, well, you know, why don't I just give this to go? And if I can do it in this one field, why can't I do it with relationships or making money? So I just started to invest, and I started to invest in, in who and myself, and I just started uh, reading books, um, you know, uh, heaps of autobiographies about people that had, you know, had, a, I guess, a disadvantaged background but didn't stop them from um, doing it where they needed to be. And all of a sudden, the people that I started to attract in my life were totally different. And so from meeting the, the head of a, a bike organisation to... Um, uh, meeting doctors, lawyers. It just, I just noticed that different people started trying out in my life, and um, uh, it was quite amazing. I, you know, run into business type people, and uh, just people that I would never, uh, in previous previous years, would have trapped into my life. And uh, of course, I met Andrew Andrew Grant, who a lot of, I guess, your um, the listeners will be aware of, um, being a true uh, a site that you guys are working on together. Um, he was really one of the key factors in me taking um, my business at that time to another level, which was personal training. So uh, he was a really key ingredient in uh, getting to me to where I am now and also introduced me to Paul Blackburn. And so I remember going to Andrew and saying, look, I really want to learn more about the mind and, and uh, not only help myself, but better help others. And Andrew said, look, I can help with the business stuff and I can teach you, but this guy is the best. Mm, he certainly is. And, uh, you know, like once again, you know, like I'm... <laughs> I'm very keen on getting around the best and I'm not someone who's just, you know, getting by. For sure. Um, so, he's on the Gold Coast and he, uh, he lives in Canberra. He's, he comes to the Gold Coast every, um, every four weeks and he was there for two days and Andrew said, look, um, I'm not sure I can get you in, but he's here for two days. Would you be interested? And he said, mate, I'm, yeah, I'm there. And uh, another thing is, you know, just take the action when, you know, when the opportunity's there. So, I jumped in the car, went straight down and see him and, Fortunate enough, we hit it off, and uh, you know I became a, a client of Paul to start with at first, and uh, he was coaching me, and that, that's a, a key ingredient. You know, I think you know you, you need to get a coach, you need to get something to keep you accountable. You know, it's not hard to look around and see all the best athletes in the world and uh, business people that all have some kind of accountability coach. So, yeah, we, we started up together, and uh, you're now you're now actually uh, one of his wingmen um, in Queensland now, aren't you, Jason? <laughs> That's correct. I um, after six months of doing coaching with Paul, I just said, "Mate, how do I how do I get this stuff?" I, I fell in love with it more or less. I just fell in love with my own personal change, and uh, I wanted to be able to spread it. So the personal training dropped up a bit, and uh, I, I went more into this field of um, you know having to break through. Can we can we take a really quick diversion here, Jason? Um, working with Paul. What kind of things did uh, did you guys work on, like to 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 um, make help you make massive shift in your life? I think um, well, I think the first word was I, I we identified really what some of my big values were in life and, and exactly the, what kind of legacy I'd like to uh, to leave, and, and that was really important. She really I've never thought about it. So, sure. So would you, Would you mind sharing some of that with us, or is that is that a bit too personal? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, I guess one of the one of the key some of the key, key values that we looked at visions. One of the exercises we did was to listen to our own funeral, and um, you know, very well known thing, Stephen Covey does it. And uh, 
basically what it did was, you know, got me to picture myself at my own funeral and having people talk about me um, and what, and I had to sit there and, and actually imagine what I actually want them to say, not what I think they would say, hmm. what I want them to say about me. And it, it really opened up my uh, mind in terms of, you know, I was way off track still with how I wanted to live my life on a daily, uh, daily basis. So some of the things that I, you know, really valued um, were way down the list. And some of the things that I didn't really hide, so I hide the ones where I was spending a lot of time on them. And uh, some of those, some of those things were relationships, I guess. So, um, you know, I, so what I realised is the relationships are really more important to me than uh, a lot of other things. And, but yet I wasn't spending all my time in, in that area. And uh, so it would help me to it was to identify some of the key areas that were going to help uh, me to feel fulfilled in life. And uh, you know, once once I did this exercise, I, I could actually start go right. Okay, if, if relationships number one, or actually health was number one, because you know if I wasn't healthy, then uh, you know, I was no good to anybody. So I would identify that you know, okay, well, I need to spend at least um, five hours a week, you know, investing in my health. Um, number two was you know my own personal growth, and once again, you know, like um, I, I identified that no good changing other people's lives um, if I couldn't do it on my own mm. myself. So realised that I needed to invest some type of, you know, um, personal development. And so what I would do is every morning get up at 4.30 and I would study a particular subject. And so people's relationships that I wanted to learn, I'd, um, you know, I'd all had these modules that would go through step by step and it would actually help bring out some of your blocks. And uh, so I'd go through and learn about why, why I wasn't doing this great in relationships, what were my fears of relationships, my, you know, I had abandonment issues there. So I, you know, I actually had a quite strong um, issues about abandonment and being left and um, you know I wanted the relationships but also I could push them away and yeah. uh, so I was able to identify that and, and just things like that so actually spending the time identifying first what the, what my key values were identifying what was blocking me in terms of living in so once I once I could identify what was blocking me then I was able to be like okay, look, how would I rather be in that process and so that was, that was some of the big keys for me yeah, no, that, that's, that's some powerful stuff, um, Jason, and thank you for sharing. Uh, I think um, one of the issues that a, a lot of the listeners might have is um, n- not, I mean, most people wouldn't, don't sit, wake up one day and say, I've got blocks holding me back. I mean, what, um, h- how do you uh, realise or find out or know that, that you've got stuff holding you back? Because um, you've seemed to, to, have, um, to have hit the nail on the head there. So how did I how did I actually know? Yeah, I mean, what what did you do with Paul, or what? Um... Oh look, I think um, I, I think that had a big part of it. I think that I was ready, and I think like my, I think like a lot of us will you know will manipulate the facts, evidence that we hear um, to want to make change until we're ready. So enough pain got me there, mate. Yep. Um, and so I recommend anybody you know if you can do it with desire, not pain. But so enough pain um, was created for me where I just thought I needed to change. And, and what I mean by that is that I just saw the relationships deteriorating. I saw money getting wasted. I, you know, um, money reduced, my health reduced. So it, there was some there was some pretty obvious evidence for me that I needed to make some change. And you know, I really made. I was at the, I, you know, I was, I was at the point at, um, where I was having anxiety attacks. There was one point where I couldn't even leave the house. So Gee. for me, I guess, I guess for me, it was pretty obvious. Yep. that I needed to do something because I um, hadn't dealt with these issues um, and I let them go. So, you know, um, the stress, the st- obviously you don't deal with that stress, it's like a pressure cooker, eventually it's going to blow. Yeah. And so it, it did, it came out 
of me and why it came out was through anxiety attacks. And, and here, here I was, someone who, um, you know, um, who always considered to be such, such quite a strong person. Um, done martial arts my whole life. They'd done no real fighting, mixed martial arts. So I couldn't leave. The, I, I was anxious to leave the house, and uh, so um, that had built up quite a time. So I, I was just ignoring the signs that were coming right. earlier. But uh, at that point, I knew I needed to do something. So right. So, um, what advice would you give someone, Jason, who may not have hugely obvious signs, but they they know that um, potentially something could be in the air and the, maybe they're seeing the start of, of, of some signs. What advice would you give them? Oh, look, I think, I think, um, I think just getting still regularly, you know, I, I, I really think just stopping and uh, spending some, spending some time getting still to really concentrate and focus on and, and just really ask yourself those tough questions or if not, get somebody to ask them for yes. you that you respect or admire. Um, like I said, once again, the coach or something, and, and you know, really, um, and really invest at, at least, you know, if not, minimum would be a day a week, just stopping and just asking yourself, is, is my life heading in the direction I want it to be? And, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do in terms of what people won't do, because, you know, looking at the truth can be quite um, challenging, but that, that's probably the advice I can give, because I knew for a long time, well before it got to the boiling point, that I needed to stop and have a look. And, uh, you know, so I guess I guess my answer to your question, my suggestion would be just to, to regularly stop and ask yourself, you know, is, are you happy with your life? Uh, is what you're doing today getting you going to get you to your end result? Mm. It's a bit like Groundhog Day for most people, isn't it? They just they just wake up and um, you know put on the, the, their work clothes the same way, drive to work the same way, do the same thing, come back, and then just do it all all over again the next day. Absolutely. So, well, man, I can tell you, I can tell you in my, in my job now that when people call me, mate, is when they're uh, a lot of times at the water cliff's edge trying to paddle upstream. Yep. Um, and that's the reality. I mean, these days, a lot of the people are uh, high achievers and successful people that just want to go further. There's probably a lot of people that, um, mate, they are they have calling when they know they, they you know, really need to do something, uh, uh, you know, years ago, months ago, whatever it may be. Sure. Is it is it difficult to help those people, Jason, that are swim, swimming upstream against a, a pretty strong tide? I think um, I, once again, I think it's a matter of where they are, where if they're actually willing to um, wanting, wanting to make change mm. at that point. Um, you know, as you'd know, it's it, it's difficult to help anybody that um, is still not quite there you know, yet, and they actually they want someone to fix them rather than fix themselves. Yep. Um, you know, I work with uh, alcoholics and drug addicts, and I find that some of the most rewarding work, although you know, probably a small percentage of them actually go through the the ones that I've worked with over the last few years. I've had I've had a massively success uh, success high success rate using the techniques that I've been taught um, by Paul Blackburn and uh, ones I've developed myself further, and working with, with alcoholics with people that rock bottom. Mm. Um, and they just want to make sure that they can get to the day without, you know, um, a being unhappy or you know being sober. And it's quite rewarding. And I've watched a lot of those guys go on and you know they have great jobs and life. And, and these are serious addictions, aren't they, Jason? I mean, they're not just yeah. I mean, life life altering stuff. So the strategies that um, that that you that you use with them are obviously very very effective. Yeah, and you know like. You know, when I speak to all of them, um, 
uh, some of them have been admitted to the rehabs before by somebody else, family member, someone who's concerned about them. Um, uh, I, I think the big difference is when I've met them, that they're the ones, they've put themselves in there and they've decided to go. And uh, once again, that's just a reflection of what we're talking about today, that uh, when when you really make the decision that you're on control of your life and that you want to, um, you know, you want to take control of it, mm. No one else is going to um, do it for you, then it's going to really uh, massively uh, establish a point of power. For sure. So, so l- let's say uh, someone comes to see you, Jason, and they, they're at that point where they, you were just talking about where they're ready to make change. What's the first thing you get you get them to do? If someone even comes to see me, um, they, they basically need to go through a, a series of exercises that I'll get them to do. And uh, you know, one, one being um, a questionnaire, uh, basically it helps me identify and helps them identify what some of their key um, key desires and goals are they want to want to get through. Um, personality profiles, I think, yep. you can do first off. Um, and so you basically, and then a life management survey. So they actually got to go through three different um, different forms of uh, I guess exercise or work before they even get to get in front of me and, and basically that's all, what I want to do is to see if they're keen or not definitely because really you only want to work with people who want to want to seriously commit yeah and you know look it's a it, what I've learned over the years it, it saved a lot of time you know because um, people just go oh, I can't bother doing that it's, you know that's cool with me um, go to the beach then um, and it's it's saved both us a lot of time and money because you know like you said I don't really want to be there with people that want to make change so that's, that's the very first step I get to do, and then, then after that, it's it's basically in the first session is we're just identifying, um, you know, I guess two or three major uh, habits or goals that they would like to rather break or achieve in that period of time, and uh, develop a step by step game plan, which which I guide them, and they and they actually they actually I, the real key is to get them to tell me what they want to be doing. Right. So so basically, you act as their unreasonable friend. You just sit there Absolutely. and. Yeah, absolutely. You sit there and um, put them under the hammer and um, get them to, to take account of accountability for their life. Yeah, and you know I'm 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 pretty upfront straight away with that. You know, I just think, you know we're here to we're here to get the breakthroughs. We're here for you to get your results. Um, really, if that's not going to happen. What are we doing? Mm. You know, um, that's powerful, and it's a powerful question in itself. Have, have, you, have, yeah. have you found um, any specific strategies? I mean, for any of the guys listening. Um, that that uh, want to get something out of the, this this interview, and particularly the first thirty days of the Money Mindset program, are there any uh, A one strategies that, that have worked for you and your clients in the past that you could share with us? Obviously, you've got to keep some secret because you can't uh, show all the blueprints uh, of what works, Jason. But um, yeah, what do you think? So, in terms of what. Our first step that someone could do. Yeah, um, I mean, someone has, has just joined the program. They realise that they're not achieving what they want in their life. Um, they're they're keen to to explore and see if uh, they can pull anything out of the trenches of their brain. Um, something that 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 might have been holding them back for a while. One of the um, <clears throat> one of the one of the I guess it's a, and it's a technique. So, but one of the things that I like to do in, in terms of technique is, um, if it's say we want to make money, yep. If it's um, if it's a money thing that you know, because a lot of us want to make money, but you know, really a lot of us, um, will you know, we'll have programs and beliefs that have come from our families, you know, our parents, whatever, 
Opal had a choice to decide if that's super or not. So one of the techniques I like to actually get um, people to do is if it's say I want to make more money, I may get them to uh, to actually write down on a bit of paper if you had um, you had you know like an exercise book, um, draw a line down the middle, and on the left hand side I would write um, let's just say for example uh, I'm I'm a millionaire. So if it's a millionaire you want to be, then or maybe I, I make money easy. And um, I'd get them to write that down on the left-hand side and then wait for the response. And what I mean by wait for the response is that we don't want to think about it too, lo- too much logically. We want to just say, like, if I was going to say to you, Wes, um, Wes, you're a great art- artist. Now, there's going to be, there's going to be two answers really going to be bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing that popped into my head, Jason. <laughs> first thing that popped in your head is like, yeah, or, no, I am. And if you are a great art- artist, then that's, that'll be your belief and you are, and, you know. Um, like singing, a lot of people that think they can sing, they can't. But um, you know, same thing. So my point is, what I get, what I get them to do is write down, I am, I am, whatever it is. The important key thing is that you start with I am, and then you wait for the response. And now the response will be the truth. And you write down the right hand side, and so it may be, you know, rubbish or no. And so you keep doing that. And so if I was working with US, I'd say, okay, keep doing it until they stop. So. I would just fill a whole page for that. For sure. And at some point, at some point, you, you'll get to the point where it'll be, yeah, maybe, maybe I can do that. And so, but the, the key is that it'll bring up why you're not doing it at the moment. And then the next step is to go, um, you are a millionaire or you okay, are. Okay, so change the, change the tense. Change, change the text to the yep. you are. And we're going to do the same thing. And so now it's actually like me speaking to you. The first one was you speaking to yourself, and now it's me speaking to you. Right. And then you do the, you get the answers, and you go through that. And then the next step is to say your name. So if it was me, I would say Jason makes money easy, or Jason is mean and like like people are talking about you. And once again, record the um, record what comes well, out. Well, do do you find between the three uh, tenses that uh, you get different reactions from people? Absolutely different response, different responses altogether. Wow! And so the the I the I a lot of the time, obviously we know that it's money. We obviously know it's going to be no, I'm not, or could never do it, or you know, money making hard, or rich people snob. Yes. All the stuff that we want to bring up that um, would be limiting your your reason about making money. Then then you are as can be a little bit different. It's like mm, well, maybe not. Like you know, you are beautiful. And so that, that'll be a little bit different, and then, then the actual speaking about it, so Jason or whatever, then, then it becomes a bit more acceptable. So it's just really about bringing up what's underneath um, all the layers. So um, after you do those three, then, then you want to take it to a whole new level. So have a, you'll have a fair idea which one's true for you, so you look at which one stands out. There'll, right. the there'll, there'll be recurring themes, I'm assuming, things that just keep coming up. Yeah, recurring themes. And so... Um, the next the next process to do is and just to, just to write down what your father would say about this um, occurring. So you know, if you were to be a millionaire, or whatever it may be, um, it'd be like, what would your father say? And you probably only have to write one response to this. And so it would rather be, yeah, you know, he could do anything, or no, you know, he's hopeless, he couldn't do it. And then that'll really that'll really identify where your your group belief comes. Mm. From. I know I know what my father would say, Jason. He'd say, stop what you're doing and go and get a job. <laughs> that's, what, that's what my dad tells me every day. <laughs> go get a real job. Go get a real job. 
get something that um, yeah, so, puts some cash in the, your pocket. So these things can, these things can, um, these are the things that can actually, even though we want the money, can, can have a strong influence over us. And then you can do the same for your mother. What would your mother say? Then the real cool part we want to break through this is, um, is then just to say what would uh, a high power say about you achieving this goal. And so high power can be anything. If you're religious, obviously it may be God. If you're not, then you know you find something. Um, working with an alcoholic once, and I said, mate, you have to find a higher power. And he said, and I said, what is it? And he said to me, oh, um, he was living in Sydney, and he said it was tram 67. I said, why, why, why tram? And he said, because the tram doesn't have to stop at the Bondi pub that I do. <laughs> so, and so that was his, um, that was that was his. But, you know, find yours, and that's someone to keep you... Um, well, that's a powerful one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, so find a higher power that, you know, when, you're, when it's all too much for you sometimes, then, you know, the higher power goes, no, you can do it, or whatever it may be for you. And then lastly, what I like to do is just, you know, what would the real you say? And uh, basically, for all of us, um, you know, we, we're really just going to get back to who we really are, not learn something new about ourselves, but, you know, we all know deep underneath and people that care about us and us well know that uh, when we achieve something, we always had it in us to start with anyone. So mm. when you say, what would the real you um, Think about this, then that can be your new affirmation, so to speak, or your new mission statement. And that's a good way to, you know, I use it all the time with anything I'm going to do because it basically brings up your roadblocks before you start. That's that's powerful, very powerful. The real you. Yeah, um, I guess an example is that I worked with a real estate girl once who'd been in the game for 10 years and never really seemed to make as much money as she'd like to, and did this exercise with her, and within the first time of the I am successful in making money, she just went, oh, bloody hell, because what she wrote at the end was that, um, you know, um, wealthy people are just aren't nice. And, uh, you know, she said, no wonder, you know, no wonder I, um, you know, could never break through. And she, she was able to identify pretty quickly then where that belief come from. And, and basically, well, my, you know, my job or your job then is to ask yourself, do you want to hang on to that belief? Hmm. So do, you, do you find some people actually do want to hang on to their beliefs? Absolutely, because it's um, it's been with them for so yeah. long. It's, it's, it's a, like an old friend. It's part of yeah, it's like a friend, and you know, obviously, if you let go of, I believe it's going to be a bit weird and uncomfortable to start with. Um, and so that's something to be aware of as well. That when you should decide that you know, um, no more, that you're going to feel a bit different, strange, mm. like trying a new pair of shoes, <laughs> maybe a bit uncomfortable. You're actually going to have to learn how to be that person. Is the next thing. So, you know, if to be, to, be um, to reach a goal or target, you're actually going to have to become something or somebody different than what you were to start with, otherwise you already have the, uh, the goal or target in your grasp. Mm. So, grasp, so you're going to, what it does is actually just gives you a blueprint to say, right, yeah, well, what would Donald Trump do or what would West do or, you know, who can I go and model to, uh, to learn these skills and to become this particular person now that I've got rid of the baggage. For sure, and that's, I'm assuming that that's another process in itself. Um, taking the next stage after um, identifying and then then wanting to uh, to lose your friend, so to speak. Yeah, and look, you know, that's the things that we cover in the in the, in the tool, mill toolbox, mm. the, the two day one evening course. So you know, um, not hard to learn. Just you just got to be willing to. Definitely, and for, for the listeners out there, um, we we certainly are going to, uh, or we have offered you. Uh, a um, entry into the mental toolbox, so you, you can get to hang out with Jason on a personal basis, um, at least for the next. Uh, I don't know how long you want to you want to do it before you start. You bring someone else, else in, Jason. But at the moment, I think you're the man. Is that right? In yeah, Queensland, at, at least. At, 
Yeah, at this point, mate, I'm uh, definitely the, the guy running on the show, and it would be, um, it's going to be a little while. We've got some coaches coming up for the ranks, but uh, we've got a pretty selected criteria. So, yeah, at this point, um, you'll be seeing my uh, my face at uh, the toolboxes, um, definitely in Queensland and, and then around Australia um, at the other dates. So, yeah. For sure. So, for, for anyone, Jason, that is kind of 50 50 on, on, um, on, say, coming into the toolbox, what, what would you say to them? The one, uh, the one thing I would say is what do you have to, what do you got to lose? Basically, you, you need to look at. Um, yeah, I guess you need to look at from this perspective. You know, uh, to, to the toolbox, it's going to cost you nothing but your time. And uh, I guess if if you're really serious about making change, what I say to the audience that uh, turn up is, you're not actually really even here for me. Doesn't matter how great I am as a teacher or, or a coach or whatever. Um, you really come here for who, and, and that's for you. So. I would just say, um, you know, uh, invest in yourself and, and get along. And, you know, what I can promise you is that you'll never, you, you will not walk out there the same, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I can personally vouch for that, folks. I've, uh, I've been to a mental toolbox and I have heard Jason speak in personal and he's uh, pretty dynamic out there on stage. He'll make you uh, laugh and possibly cry with his um, <laughs> stories and, and his uh, powerful analogies and, and exercises. But, um I, I would strongly recommend it, um, and, and I think I believe Andrew Grant also was a, is a protege of the uh, Mental Toolbox workshop, and in fact, um, that's where he met Daryl. From what I hear, is that is that what you hear? Yeah, uh, I, I think it, they they both did the, the Mental Toolbox that's for sure years ago, and they um, they met on a, um, I'm not sure if that one it was that one, but they they met uh, um, doing uh, you know a workshop. I'm pretty sure it was the Mental Toolbox they they met and. Uh, um, Daryl was never going to get uh, married or have kids. Or, <laughs> I don't think Andrew was either. And uh, you know, so uh, if you want to get, uh, you know, married, get married. If you, you want to find your soulmate, come along to the Mental Toolbox. Don't, don't worry about the dating services or anything. The Mental Toolbox is the place to be. <laughs> At least you know they have something in common. Anyway, so. A couple of questions to finish off, um, Jason. I want to ask you what um, are the main things that you learnt off the, the great man Paul Blackburn, what, what kind of lessons has he taught you? Oh, well, wow. <coughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm fond of saying, uh, I'm fond of saying that people that, you know, when I first met Paul, uh, I was actually going in there to learn how to be very successful financially, mm. and, uh, and, that, and, and, and that's happened, and that is happening. The, the one thing that I would say um, that I've learned from Paul the most is, uh, I had to be true to your word and how and, and how not to cop out um, on your on your values and he's definitely a man of principles and, and I'd say that that's that's one of the key that's the key thing I've learned for you know what I'm about him the most and um, and hopefully I've taken on board and uh, doing it myself now is that he's just he lives by his values he's a man of his word um, mate so authentic and real and he, he really he really taught me um, a lot about just how to be myself and be comfortable in my own skin. And uh, that that in itself has, has you know just affected everything in my life. The way I make money, the way I and the relationship. So it's 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 hard. It's a hard thing to actually you know to explain to me. Maybe not a hard thing for your viewers or your listeners to understand. But um, that that would definitely be the key thing. Is just you know really live your life to your highest values and uh, you know, um, yeah do it in every sense of the word. For sure. I've I've also found him to be um, incredibly humble about the way he goes about things, Jason. And he's not afraid to share with people. Um, he's not afraid to give and give and give. And 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 he doesn't really expect anything in, in return. 
Um, and I, I think that is a is a trait that um, you know many people would do well to uh, to adopt. And, and aside from all that, he's probably one of the funniest guys I've ever I've ever met on the planet. You, know, you can't spend five minutes with him without uh, breaking out into a, a little laugh. <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's the, you, you probably said it, you said it perfectly. I you know, I couldn't have said it myself. Is that um, the one thing that we get we get a lot of feedback on when we do our um, multiple blocks? So there's any workshops that pull that you know on that is that it's so very real and humble and you know like I said he's the first one to tell about his mistakes and errors um, and, and that's and that's definitely the big thing you know we, we like to share with people about our, own, um, our, our shortcomings uh, and uh, our own difficulties and struggles and, and that's the one thing I think that definitely makes us different than a lot of um, other, other people in our field and, and development and uh, not criticise anyone and, and uh, that's really, I think, the difference that we, we get back anyway, and we're really happy about that because that's once again living in line with um, who we are. So, not a lot of hype, and um, you know, everything's going to be great all the time. We have to share with, share with people everything that happens, um, and it just happened to us. And uh, you know, I guess that's the way um, people can identify with you and, and know that you know. <laughs> Definitely, it's, it's, it makes it very real. It makes it very real, especially there's a there's a story about Paul, and we we won't steal Paul's thunder, but um, about him him and uh, battling with um cancer and all that sort of stuff, which is when you go to the t- when you go to the workshop, you will it will really have a profound impact on your life. So, um, couldn't couldn't speak highly enough about it. Final question, Jason. Uh, you've shared some really really good stuff with us today. Um, there'll be a bunch of people out there. Um, who have who have maybe gone on one of Andrew and Daryl's workshops, or even um, the, even the Mental Toolbox, and uh, they're they're still working in their job and they can't quite crack through um, and either take the leap into business or do what they really want to do passionately. Um, are there any words of wisdom that uh, the big Jason can can share with these people, having having been in that situation and and overcome it? Oh yeah, it's um. Look, I think um. I think it's a it's you know it's just a, a big question, um, one that I am struggling to have an answer with. I think uh, the, the 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 main things that I've learned is to you know uh, identify exactly what it is that you want. You know, don't be afraid to dream too big. Because mm. uh, a lot of people think. Um, how how they're going to achieve it? Um, they think on a logical level when they're trying to set goals, right? That they don't think. Let's just think big, and the universe will make it happen. They think let's. Uh, if, I, if I set this goal, I'm going to figure. I have to figure out logistically how it's going to happen, and I can't do that. So I might as well not set that 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 high. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, <coughs> the, the how really becomes probably not important at all. Um, it's just a desire to do it. You know, when people ask, uh, you know, I guess one of the questions we get asked a lot is, you know, how do you do it? And I always say it's, it's probably not a matter of how I did it. It's, it's, um, it's uh, you know, do you want it? And, uh, you know, one thing I say, the, the more passion, the more focus that you can bring into your life and exactly what you want to obtain, the more you'll gravitate, gravita- uh, uh, gravitate towards that. And so, you know, it's the, it's the one thing that I say all the time is just think big, uh, chase your dreams. You know, sure, we'll work back on what will be the, um, the small step to take towards that larger scheme. But, yeah. Um, That's awesome. Go for your dream. Like, Donald Trump, I remember reading the president back in the day, and it said it took him 35 years to get this project off the ground. 
And I, I, you know, that's just mind-blowing because you know he didn't give up. He stayed focused on his end result and he gave it a tool to get there. And you know, I think a lot of us get disheartened, what you're saying, too easily, too quickly. Mm. And, uh, you know, once again, feed our beliefs about we can't do this, we can't do that. So, yeah. So just basically get a sledgehammer and uh, smash through those and basically uh, just just go out and chase and surround yourself with the right people. and yourself with the right people. Well, everything we've been talking about today is definitely keys. Um, you know, I guess do something different than what you're doing now because obviously what you're doing now is not working. So, um, you know, nine signs of plastic saying, you know, um, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So... Yeah, try something different, and uh, like I said, like we said, it's surround yourself with the right people. It's not hard to, look, um, to find the evidence about what you're doing, if it's working or not. You know, the key thing for me is that I realised that the key ingredient in my um, failures and things like going right was me. And so accepting that, accepting that um, responsibility, I guess, now has brought up the, my key feature for you, and that is to take responsibility for where you are in life now, and take responsibility that you can change that. And that no matter what your background is, what your education is, um, where you live, um, what's happened in the past, it's all irrelevant. But you know, you can describe the day, take responsibility for all that, and um, also what you're going to do from minute to minute, to hour to hour, to day to day, to year to year. It's really up to you to, uh, to take action. Well, uh, I think the, um, the scale uh, of profoundness of that answer has matched the scale of profoundness of the question, Jason. So a, a great job, yeah. and um, I want to thank you personally. Uh, I know I got a lot out of that call just speaking with you, and um, I hope many of the, the listeners will uh, take something out of today's today's interview and potentially um, spend some more time with, with Jason and, and Paul at the um, Mental Toolbox workshop, but also uh, be able to start implementing some of the stuff you learned today and some of the stuff that we've been feeding to you in the e-classes to to help changing your life and I'm sure that Jason will have more of an involvement in the program um, you know down the track so I certainly hope you can stay with us and um, and follow us on that journey so on behalf of myself and Andrew Jason I want to thank you personally for giving up some of your time to, to share with us and um, yeah thank you very much it's been a pleasure and um, good luck with it all and uh, look forward to hopefully, hopefully seeing some more of your um, successful clients Thank you for listening to the Money Mindset Podcast Series. We hope you got awesome value. Find out even more strategies never revealed before on how to identify and remove your financial blocks at www.money-mind-set.com forward slash podcast. We've also got interviews with some of the world's wealthiest minds revealing their formulas for success, plus tons of book summaries of the best business and success classics, proven strategies, and more than $5,000 worth of free bonuses, all for less than $50 a month. That site again, www.money-mind-set.com forward slash podcast. This is Wes signing off, and remember, a wealthy mind equals a wealthy bank account.